Hello and welcome to BGSS Deployed. This is a new 12-part Midlands Delivery Manager special. I'm your host, Mario De Cristofano, and each fortnight we'll be talking to our Midlands DMs, learning about the projects they're working on, the challenges they face, and sharing tips, knowledge, and delivery techniques alongside having an all-round good chat. If you're a DM and want to contribute to the conversation, get in touch via Twitter and follow us if you're not already at BGSS Limited. Uh, thanks, Lisa, for uh, attending what is the very first episode of a brand new podcast we're doing at BGSS for our uh, delivery managers in the Midlands. And I'm delighted uh, for you to volunteer, kind of coming on first to talk to me. So thank you uh, to Lisa. One. And you wrote a really interesting uh, blog post on our internal uh, Confluence site. And you were talking about what you're not only here at BGSS to do, but I think it'd be really important to get a little bit of background, what you do, who you are, uh, and what you're gonna, uh, how you're gonna help us uh, over the next six months. Okay, yeah, cool. So I've um, been at BGSS now three months. So my background um, is out-and-out delivery. Um, I've always done delivery of various different flavors, uh, projects, services, portfolios, programs, various different things. Mainly in an SAP background, a lot of manufacturing, logistics, retail clients in SAP. More latterly, uh, a lot of government, NHS, non-SAP projects, um, and a lot of uh, Salesforce projects in, in small, um, well, SME um, uh, environments. Um, came from a head of project delivery role in a fairly small consultancy, which was very varied and enabled me to wear all the hats, um, which was great. Uh, great learning experience for me, um, coming from a pure out and out sort of project and service delivery kind of uh, program background just to kind of elevate up that thinking at that kind of portfolio level function and that's obviously what I'm here to do as part of the uh, leadership team within BGSS. Three months in then so how are you finding things what is based on your experience what I'd be interested to know what do you think are kind of delivery challenges just broadly that delivery teams have certainly with the types of projects that we do as well like a lot of the times it's software delivery or we're delivering managed services and I've got a few thoughts about where I know that we try and get better in the things that I think we're already good at what what are your kind of feelings what have you found and where do you think um, teams need to go to kind of be better I think I mean broadly I've just been hugely impressed with BGSS in general really the people um, and the projects that we're running I think we genuinely do set projects up to succeed Um, we usually have the right people, the right skills, the right amount of time given to teams. Um, obviously, there's challenges within that. And, and you know, I, I'm sure you know, there's, there's things that we can all do to improve. But broadly, the bar is incredibly high. And that coming in as a new person, just seeing how engaged people are. One kind of wanting to do a good job and ha- believing in doing a good job is literally at the forefront of everything. But then also wanting to do better as well. It's not oh, we're not doing very well here, let's just rework it. It's like, we're doing pretty well here. How do we make it even better? And that's, I think, that's probably my key message. There's nothing that I need to do coming in as RDL that is broken. Um, There's just things that we can do to take us from really, really good to really, really great. And, And a lot of great is already going on now. I think I've probably got less visibility of what's happening or where, where challenges are manifesting, maybe at the individual project level. Um, I think from an overall delivery perspective, I think sometimes 
we, whilst we're setting projects up to succeed, we don't always necessarily scale that up very well at, a, at a, either an engagement level sometimes or at that portfolio level. Uh, I think we need to work on some of our visibility, making sure we're kind of cascading up metrics, understanding our risk profile against the portfolio, not just necessarily at a project level. Uh, we need to track our value streams a bit better and make sure we're aligning. We need to make sure, I mean, as you know, we're growing exponentially fast, um, which is great. It's absolutely brilliant, but it does bring with it maturity challenges. And, um, yeah. and I think that's probably where I'm seeing most of those. It's, it's not at the project level so much. Um, it's more at the layer above that, uh, making sure we've got the right level of governance and right level of controls without it becoming overburdensome. It needs to be lean, it needs to be light, it needs to be, as we are as BGSS, um, collaborative and, and sort of value enabled. And I think that's my initial focus, really, building that foundation on which we continue to grow and scale. Because I think if we don't put those foundations in pretty quickly, as we grow and scale, we are going to find ourselves with more challenges. Um, things like... Um, you know, we've got no bench at the moment, which as a consultancy is a fantastic problem yeah, to have, yeah, you know, negative bench, in fact. Um, but that brings with it a whole host of other challenges. How do we prioritise our work streams? How do we prioritise our projects, our customers? No one wants to be told they're bottom of the pecking order when it comes to resourcing conflicts. So how do we schedule better? And to do that, we need that visibility of what we've got going on, for who, when, yeah. what skills they need, what industries they're in, where, where are our broader resource pools and, and um, people pools and tools and all those sorts of things and how do they cascade into what we're doing at a portfolio level. And I think at the moment, a lot of that is in people's heads, which is great. But as we scale, that's just not a sustainable out. thing, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's such a difficult job to give that portfolio level view when everyone's so busy. Certainly as a delivery manager, you're kind of busy in your project and you're... I guess, taking on the, the culture of the client and reporting to them in the way that they want and then trying to feed that up into your own kind of project management as a delivery manager. How do you think, and maybe, maybe you've seen elsewhere or where you've worked before, how do you get a group of delivery managers thinking about giving you a portfolio level view of what's going on and how do you make that consistent? Like one of the challenges we've got is something that I might consider a high risk and maybe flag on a report as red, someone else, they're, they're kind of, because it's subjective, they might think, oh, no, that's not a big deal to me. How do you get that calibration and consistency? I think, firstly, I'm from a delivery management background, so I know what it's like um, when you're juggling 5,000 different demands and you've got a client and you've got people and all those sorts of moving parts of an, of a, of an operation to manage every week. So I think it is absolutely counterproductive to put extra layers in and extra this and extra that. What we do need to make sure is that we are identifying what is key to report on, making sure we've got a metric or a way of measuring that and, and, and also a measure of getting that up the chain. We probably need to get a bit better at, I guess, aligning, I guess, our risk management to to what the business considers high risk so for example anything that's going to have a commercial impact to bgss you know okay a few hundred quid running over budget is, is not so much of a problem in the grand scale of things but if you're going you know you're going to massively overshoot your um 
your schedule for delivery and that's going to have an exponential impact to your your bottom line that's a red that's a red risk straight away it's going to be not only red for your project but as a broader kpi level it's going to impact our billability it's going to impact where we put those people in the future perhaps there was they might have already been allocated to other work so therefore we've we've got a potential um unhappy customer plus missing revenue from another customer engagement so i think in terms of you know what we probably and what i need to do and what i am working on is identifying what our portfolio value streams are from a bgss enterprise level and making sure that those are fed through to the delivery managers so they understand this is what we see as important as a bgss entity at an enterprise level yeah this is how you guys need to manage that as your project or, or be aware of that in your project and when maybe something happens it's going to trigger a lisa i've got a problem here or a mario i've got a problem here conversation um and i think we probably need to wind it back a little bit before we kind of say here's a consistent way of reporting red or amber or green and, and you know micromanaging what a red what an amber what a green is yeah. actually setting a bit of context these these are our value streams these are how our portfolio apart portfolio aligns to that <laughs> and here's how we here's how the delivery managers and and not just the delivery managers this is a collective thing right how, how we as a project team then make sure that that sort of feeds into what we need to do as bgss and that actually that kind of links on to i suppose one of the other challenges that i see that we have and it's not it's absolutely not a negative I think most of our focus is quite external focus. It's all about our customers. It's all about our, our value to our customers, which is fantastic. And mm. you know, we're a people business, we're a consultancy. Without our customers, we wouldn't, be, we wouldn't be here, basically. So it is absolutely right to have that external focus and be really concentrating on where we can add value constantly to, to our clients and to their businesses. But we also need to make sure that we've got the right internal focus what are our KPIs that, that the board are tracking? How do they cascade into Nottingham, Newcastle, Birmingham? You know, what, what is that? What does that look like? And making sure that everybody's clear on kind of their role within that and, and making sure we've got the right internal focus yeah. as well. I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that. There's this thing, isn't there? And we talk about it all the time that as businesses, the teams um, that sit in the offices, we, we get all the the crappy systems and the platforms that are held together with sellotape. And customers get the brand new stuff. Yeah, someone, yeah. We, we put, you put so much effort in as a business to usually give the customer the very best experience. We help our clients with it too. We see the back-end systems aren't ideal and the, the users in the back-end systems aren't thought about because it's all about, um, it's all about the customer. But just like platforms, it's important that your staff get the best experience from the platforms and the tools they use. So is the same for, I guess, processes and reporting and things. And I guess you kind of touch upon that in that how do you make sure that we have a little bit of time and space to give focus to our delivery managers to make sure that they're clear on the processes that we use and they've got access to toolkits and they've got access to information so we know how to report and and I guess that's going to be something you look at over the next six and 12 months right yeah absolutely I mean I think we would we've we've got some reporting functionality that cascades up it's not brilliant um, but it's kind of what we've got and I'd like to instead of reinventing something I'd like to use that take it as the foundation and move it up that can be iterative um, you know we need to get better at things like milestone visibilities and tracking 
you know, um, our progress against those, our risks, our, some of our metrics. Um, I don't particularly want to see everyone's burn down chart every week, but I want to know that if we pick up the phone and you've told me you've got a major problem, that at least you have been having your eyes on the right things, you know? So I think it's what, and, and that's probably, so my initial focus is on building that foundation, building a proper governance structure, um, lean, um, agile focus. Say, <laughs> what do you do when people say, what do you mean governance structure? We've built a business on being agile. Nice lean one. Yeah, all of totally, a sudden. Totally, yeah. I mean, well, I, I, I've, I've been places where they've got it vastly wrong. It's really heavy and it's really um, kind of, I guess, P30 focus and every box has got to be ticked. That's not my way of working at all. I've worked within it. Um, I've probably reacted against it quite a lot. If you ask any of my former colleagues, um, I, d I don't want to create work for work's sake. This has to be. But it's agile. a balance, isn't it? As, as organisations, and not just BGSS, but as companies get bigger and go through growth, there's that constant balance between being agile and having enough rigor to protect the business, its clients, its people, and it's finding that sweet spot, which I think is exactly what your challenge is it's going to be over the next six 12 months where is that sweet spot where we're giving you the things that we need to give you in terms of portfolio visibility but at the same time we're not then buried with rules and governance that get in the way of us doing our job and i think we'll we'll sort of make sure it's principle focused these are the principles to which we want to hit i'm not going to yeah. here to dictate to any delivery manager how to manage their deliveries on their project um, we've got good people. They know they know their clients. They know their teams better than anyone. Um, I think the the hows are absolutely and should left be left to those um, self-organised teams. And, and we really don't want to get in the way of that. What we want to do is just make sure that from a portfolio level, it is we've got the right level of visibility on the right level of things to make sure um, that we're making the right decisions. Uh, and that we're, we're able to support the teams in the right way. And I think it's, it's around that. It's not about coming in and being prescriptive on ways of working or bureaucracy. It's just putting the right level of um, structure in place under which we can scale and under which we can grow, which doesn't then get in the balance. And I might not always get that right. You know, I have a good view of the portfolio as a delivery, uh, as a delivery uh, in itself, but I don't know all the detail of all the projects so I might not get it right and I think hopefully you know the delivery managers or and the principal technologists and the broader leadership team if we think something's not going to work and and you know or it's not adding value or it was adding value but now we don't need it anymore you know hopefully people know that they can come to me and go you know what Lisa this is just a bit it's getting in the way it's not adding the value we'll take it out We've put the building blocks in place. We've got the, a strong foundation under which we can scale, as I say, and, and make sure we're delivering the best outcomes for our clients and for BGSS. And I, I think I said to you last week, I want us to be the best delivery organisation within the company. I want us to be known for delivering the best projects. I want us to be known for having the best people and the best project teams. I want us to share our knowledge, um, not just at a project level, but across industry, across capability, across the delivery portfolio. I want us to take those learnings forward. And we need to build a framework under which people can do that and to do that and are able to do that. And I don't think, we've, I think we've got a, a, we've got a lot of good stuff happening in the capabilities. We've got a lot of good stuff happening um, with the principal technologists who've just come in. We just need to make sure it's got that little wrapper. I think from a portfolio level we've probably we're not quite there yet and I think at the moment we're managing it uh, and we're okay because 
myself, Lee, Tony, Michelle, we know where everything is at the moment. We've got our eyes on the right things because whilst the portfolio is busy and we're busy, it's small enough that at the, at the moment we're okay. Um, but I think it will take another couple of clients and that will soon sort of tip that balance. And I think that's why we need to put the structure in. We're often making quite well, what could be quite big project decisions, often on the fly, very quick, with four, five, six different moving parts. Yeah. Because with with their decisions that are potentially impacting two or three different clients at any one time, two or three different engagements at any one time, there's a lot of risk there that we annoy the wrong customer or we annoy the wrong delivery manager or we create a big problem for somebody that somebody feels has been done to them and they've not had a voice. So I think... This is really about making sure that we're giving the delivery managers that structure to sort of cascade the right information up so that we're able to make the right decisions. We don't want to make a decision that's going to totally screw up somebody's project or somebody's week. Um, Sometimes, unfortunately, we have to make the difficult decisions, but people need to know that we're making those in the right way and that we are making the, the right decision, even if it might negatively impact them as an individual. What are, the, what are the top three things that delivery managers can do to help you uh, sort of get your job done? What do we need to do? And what, what do you think DMs just generally need to do to, to give their kind of senior leadership teams that, that project visibility? What, what do you think we can do? Um, I think a lot of it's happening already. Um, it just might not be particularly visible. I think uh, the, the communications, making sure that, you know, if, if people think, if, if people are concerned about something, then it might be, it's more likely that somebody else is going to be concerned about it too. So just shouting it out, um, really just keeping those communications channels open. I am going to be putting in, um, so at the moment I'm catching it with everybody pretty much every week, which isn't really sustainable. So I've kind of prioritised a little bit um, the portfolio and I'm going to uh, cascade that out as a bit of a, a structured sort of um, meeting schedule and we're going to flip the agenda of the quality meeting to get some projects along to that every week so that people can really one they've got the audience um, to talk about their projects and and showcase their projects and the good work that's going on Uh, but also it gives them that broader audience to kind of um, just get other people's opinions on you know particular challenges that they've got I think for me, most problems can be just distilled down into communications and visibility. So I think that's that's my one request um, to the DMs is is just just talk really. If you if you need anything, even if you're not sure, just shout. Um, I think the second one is, and this this isn't down to the DMs at the moment. It's something that we need to communicate out better um, centrally. First um, is we need to improve the what's going on the quality report in terms of the risks, the risk profile. Um, if something's going to go from green to amber or amber to red to shout it out, I don't, you know, don't really want to get a surprise yeah. at the so, end of the week. So, so just for people listening then, so we, we obviously as DMs, we have our own tool sets and we might use mm-hmm. Jira as your DevOps or any one of the hundred other project management tools. And each week we kind of wrap up what we do and depending on the client that will determine the shape and the type of the the reports that we do maybe we work in kind of a big gds public sector project maybe we work for a private kind of sector client and things can be a little bit more relaxed and ultimately we try and wrap it up we have our own backlogs we have our own obviously sprint cadences and we report visually using the tools 
And then what we endeavour to do is wrap up into this one kind of unified, what we call a quality report, but what other organisations might consider some type of portfolio level view. And what we're trying to do is give a, a viewpoint on uh, each week, commercials, um, delivery, client happiness, that kind of thing. So when we say quality report, that's what we yes. talking about. Yeah, absolutely. So, and, and I think really, obviously there is, as I said at the beginning, I don't want to create more work and more reports for reporting's sake. What I just want to make sure is we're putting the right metrics into that report. Um, we've got it. We've got a single point of truth. We're tracking the same things. I know where the milestones are. I know, for example, Mario's got a major release coming up in three weeks time. I'll check in like a week before, a couple of weeks before you've got everything you need technically do you need one of the principal technologists to come in and have a, a bird's eye view of anything do you you know are, are you comfortable just just that just that even a peer-to-peer conversation of have you thought about this have you thought about that conversation um also making sure that the team are okay as we ramp up to a major release you know if people are pulling ridiculous hours making sure we're aware of that and, and making sure that we're kind of um we're trying to mitigate that as much as possible so i think you know as I say, from a project level, we've got all that sort of stuff nailed. We just need to make sure that that level of visibility is coming up. Not so that people get in the way of it, but just so that we can make sure we're supporting the team and we're aware. Uh, and also potentially we're checking in with the clients from a stakeholder perspective. You've got a major release coming up. Yeah. Is there anything you're concerned about? That sort of stuff. I think, you know, when we do, um, when we talk about code and code delivery, we use, you know, pair programming, which is, which is, a great example that this is the same kind of thing but just with projects i know i found as a delivery manager it being really helpful regardless of how much i think my project might be on track or i've got a handle on it to actually speak to another delivery manager and say hey you know when we do this coaching thing don't we at bgss where we're like well you know tell us about your project you know have you got any worries or concerns and actually when you talk it through with someone else with a fresh pair of eyes it's amazing <laughs> yeah it's amazing you do your own thinking <laughs> Yeah. And you kind of you rest, you've been wrestling with something late night with, with the client and you're like, I'm not sure what to do. You sometimes don't want to speak up because maybe you think, well, is that because I'm, I'm not in control or I don't know what I'm doing? And actually being able to talk to. And that's the purpose of the podcast as well. So we can start to share, I guess, some war stories, I guess, for people yeah. that are interested. in. We've all got loads, I'm sure. Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, um, and that's exactly it. And I think, you know, it's it's. I think as delivery managers, sometimes we kind of go into ourselves through no fault. We, you know, you've got a team of developers and you've got a team of techies and you've got a BA and you've got all these roles and they, they all kind of, um, you know, tag team each other and feed off each other. And you as the DM can sometimes just be, you know, you're the person in the middle of everything. Right. So, and I think sometimes you kind of end up just, just having too much on your shoulders or too much in your head and no kind of way of letting that out. So I think just having that peer to peer conversation at times, um, it, you know, is, is just, it's, as you say, it's invaluable. And I think you think around problems differently once you've just even verbalized them to somebody else. So it's, yeah. I think this is why we just need to make sure it means all communication, isn't it? It's all about comms and visibility, um, the how, and, and, you know, you know, I'm not going to ask, is your, are you hitting your project velocity you, you know what why not like why have you got a peak here why have you got a peak there it's 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 about kind of making sure that um we're tracking the right things people know what is important they know what is important to bgss and the clients and, and they've got a mechanism for you know calling out early as possible if, if things are sort of deviating from plan so that we can put arms around it a bit 
Yeah, I was going to say, do you think remote working and the whole kind of COVID saga over the last year, how has that in your experience, has it contributed to, well, it's certainly contributed to the need to communicate even clearer than we've ever done. But do you think it also puts pressure on, because we don't have those water cooler moments anymore. We don't get to sit and talk in person. It puts so much emphasis on quality of comms and how things are interpreted. Like, Has that impacted how we report upwards? I don't know, given I've only been here three months. I think from a broader experience perspective, I've always worked I've always worked in a kind of fairly remote role. Um, so I've, I've always worked on client site um, with, with some people on client site, but also with remote delivery and offshore delivery and client side or, or, or third party yeah. delivery. So I guess from my perspective, um, when COVID hit, um, in, in a big way, I didn't really notice in my previous role a massive, massive difference. We were all already used to working in that way anyway and satisfying sort of client demands quite remotely. Um, I think it, it has polarised the need for consistency. I think it's really easy to assume, it's in a remote world, that other people have got something when actually they haven't, but you'd have probably picked that up if you'd have been sitting near somebody or, or, you know, gone for a coffee. I think it's easy to make assumptions that other people are kind of um, doing stuff or have stuff or, or, or are, you know, you, you don't see if people are struggling, whereas you can kind of tell if you're, you're in an office next to somebody, if someone's sort of having a good day. Or, yeah. yeah. Um, and it's those body language cues. It's those person to person cues. I think, we've lost a lot of the softer side of that. And I think that probably had, had an impact. Probably, again, not externally facing because you put a lot of focus into making sure the external stuff's all looked after, but possibly at an internal level. Um, specifically at BGSS, I don't know because I'm not sure sort of what, what existed in the past, but I, I do think it has, as you say, absolutely. Um, COVID has taught us that that getting the communication right not just the hard facts metrics and, and what we're physically tracking but those softer check-ins are you okay is your project okay is it really okay like those sorts of softer things i think is even more important than it was before nice mm, interesting lisa it's been 20 minutes wow time flies when you're time <laughs> yeah thank you for your time and and sort of insight which is really interesting and what we're planning to do if you're watching or listening internally or externally to the podcast is what we're going to get a couple of our dms on every probably fortnight i think and we're going to talk through either a, a we'll anonymize it but a project or a project challenge or how our dms work and hopefully give a, a bit of insight into what we do if you are internal and, and you want to kind of follow this conversation lisa's wrote a great blog on our internal confluence space about uh, a regional delivery lead type role and, and what Lisa's here to do. And obviously today it's been great to get a bit of got a bit a bit of meat on, on the bones, as it were. And you can also, again, if you're internal, uh, join the Slack channel, which is Midlands DM podcast. And if you want to ask questions to follow up what we've spoken about today, and I'm sure Lisa uh, will get back to us. And if we grow it and we end up with thousands of listeners, uh, we might have to get you back on Lisa. Thank you. No, it's been great. Thanks very much. I look forward to uh, future episodes as well. Yeah, no, pleasure. Thanks. Take care. See you. Bye-bye.